Welcome into another week of the show that we believe is Odyssey's favorite podcast, Name That News, a show hosted by me, Mark Menard, along with my co-host Zach Clark, and a show where we're still basking in the glow of yet another celebrity appearance. We were lucky enough to have actor and comedian Caitlin Riley join us last week, so if you haven't heard that one, go and download it. They're all there, available for you for free, anytime you want, anywhere you get your podcast. It's the beauty of it, Zach. We can, you can get it anytime. Absolutely on-demand fun. Can't beat it. It's like Stella Dora breakfast treats back in the day. You can have them anytime. So now we move on to this week's show. And in case you are not indoctrinated into how this works, here's how it works. We play you a few clips that we like from the week that was in news. We have gone through an entire week. We've picked our favorites. And it's up to you to figure out what it is they're talking about in these clips. And if you get it right, well, you get the sweet satisfaction a job well done. You can feel free to pat yourself on the back. Feel free to get yourself a little treat. Maybe a Stella Dora breakfast treat if they're still available. I don't know if they still make those. But as it is, here we go. We're ready to get started. And Zach, you are leading us off this week. We're going to start right down the street from where I am. This is from WWJ in Detroit. Take a listen. It appears that not everyone's a big fan of at least when it comes to having one in their neighborhood. Detroit officials are considering a proposal from developers to put on uh, the corner of Mack Avenue on the city's Far East side. Alrighty, Mark, what proposed establishment has Detroit residents up in arms? Is it A, a Chick-fil-A? Is it B, a marijuana dispensary? Or is it C, an Amazon fulfillment center? Okay, so all of these could be troubling to some in the community for different reasons. I would say the least offensive among those is probably a Chick-fil-A because I know from experience, anytime a new Chick-fil-A opens up, there is lines out the door, down the street, blocking up traffic. So maybe you'd be a little mad about that, but people certainly seem to love those chicken sandwiches. The Amazon Fulfillment Center could be a big building and maybe a lot of traffic going in and out from people working there, but it's not like you go shop there. The Marijuana Dispensary Center seems like those always bring a little uproar when they open up, even though... They also bring sweet, sweet relief to the people who need them. I'm going to go with the marijuana dispensary. No, see, the answer was A, Mark, and you had it right the whole time. People don't want the traffic in their neighborhood. Wow. The traffic, there aren't many Chick-fil-A's in Michigan. The number is growing, but we're still at a point where there's not a ton of them. And so that traffic doesn't just go away after a week or two. It lasts much longer than that. And so uh, the answer is A, they don't want the Chick-fil-A. I can vouch for that. There is a Chick-fil-A in the suburb of New Orleans where I live. It has been open for many years, and still the traffic is all the way down the street every single day, except for Sundays because they're not open Sunday. That is correct. So, yes, it seems like it's the least offensive one, but uh, not for the residents of Detroit. Let's stay in the middle of the country. Let's go to Chicago and WBBM where there is a new exhibit to peruse. A new exhibit explores the history and community of the beloved... I'll Have What She's Having is a new interactive exhibit that gives patrons a taste of history and nostalgia. So what does the I'll Have What She's Having exhibit commemorate? Is it A, 80s and 90s rom-coms? Is it B, Jewish delis? Or is it C, the career of Meg Ryan? Yeah, this is a good question, Mark. Look, I'm going to throw out B right away just because um, even though Jewish delis are the best all day, every day. 
but A and C are kind of similar, right? Because the line I believe you're referencing came out or came from uh, reaction to Meg Ryan in When Harry Met Sally, right? Did I get that right? Correct. That is correct. Okay. So so that, that makes both of them a possibility, but I feel like while she was in a bunch of rom-coms, there might not be enough for a specific exhibit, but certainly no lack of 80s and 90s rom-coms as a whole. So I'm going to say it is A. You know what? You are going down the same street I went down. You had it right the first time. It is Jewish delis. The one you threw out, it is a, an exhibit commemorating the history of Jewish delis. Who doesn't love a Jewish deli? Well, I mean, I do, but like, they haven't gone away. Like, what, what, do, what do you mean? Like, that's why I thought it was the other two, because, like, there was things you could reflect upon that maybe aren't the same anymore. I, did we lose Jewish delis and we're, we're nostalgic for something that doesn't exist anymore? That's, you don't have to wait till it goes away to appreciate it. Fair enough. Fair enough. That threw me for a loop, though. That was a good question. Just listen to the new Blink-182 song. It's all about telling people that you love them before they're gone. Yes, and charging 250 bucks a ticket. All right, Mark, I've gotten the next one, and this one comes from our friends at the Odyssey original podcast, Something Offbeat. Take a listen. Having in space is more complicated than you might think. They're already working on solving the puzzle of in the cosmos. All righty, Mark, what is it that space is making complicated? Is it A, growing food? Is it B, procreation? Or is it C, fighting those really creepy Martians with the big brains in the glass case from the movie Mars Attacks? Talk about a 90s movie. There you go. <laughs> well, look, I don't think we're anywhere near figuring out how to beat those Martians. So I'm going to toss that one out. Growing food and procreation. Didn't Matt Damon solve the growing food thing in The Martian? Didn't he, didn't he grow food on another planet? Matt Damon already has this issue solved. So let's go ahead and I'm just going to go quickly with procreation uh, because I believe in Matt Damon. Yeah, see, you got the right answer, but this would be one of those situations, Mark, that if we were in, like, elementary school and it was math and you had to show your work, you'd been marked down for having the incorrect method of getting to the answer. But, yes, uh, scientists are working. And if you think about it, this makes a lot of sense. If we're going to live in space or on another planet, we have to be able to make more humans, right? And those humans, though, would actually be Martians because they wouldn't be born here. Think about that. That's a brain teaser. I'm not going to sleep well tonight. So with that, let's go out to the West Coast and KCBS in Los Angeles, where once again, we're talking about AI causing a little bit of a problem. A new report out of Stanford highlights how popular AI chatbots have been perpetuating long-held racist stereotypes in the field. This comes as more and more have been considering turning to AI to help with tasks like summarizing notes and analyzing records. So what profession is having trouble incorporating the use of AI because it keeps reverting to racist stereotypes? Is it A, lawyers? Is it B, doctors? Or is it C, journalists? There was a story, maybe it was about a year ago, uh, that they tried to use AI to write an episode of Seinfeld. And it just got really, really, really racist really, really quickly. So this is a real problem. I, I think the most logical or the most illogical answer is journalists. I happen to be one myself. And I don't know how much AI would actually be able to help me. It certainly could summarize a few things for me. But like you think about like doctor's notes, like they have those patient charts, right? A lot of those going on and you have to be really accurate. And when you're talking about lawyers, the amount of laws and how long the statutes are, it could be either one of them. I'm going to say A, lawyers, because they're lazy. You were so close. 
You were right on right on the tip of your tongue. It is the medical profession. It's doctors. Uh, apparently, the AI keeps reverting to racist stereotypes in terms of trying to determine illnesses. And I, I don't know. It just seems like any time that we end up trying to feed AI information, it always reverts to the worst possible things. It is not ready for uh, mass consumption, I don't. It's a harbinger of doom, Mark. Makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like it. <laughs> so that brings us to the part of the show that we call the cliffhanger question of the week and it's a question just like the other questions except we don't give you the instant gratification of a job well done just yet we make you think about it we make you stew on it for a week before we bring you the correct answer because we want you to come back we call that a hook in the business and we want you to come back and download the next episode so you can find out what that answer is a week from now so before we get to this week's cliffhanger question we have to finally give you the answer to last week's cliffhanger question. And for that, we refresh our memories with Zach. Well, Mark, we're going back to Buffalo. This is a new morning on WBEN. Take a listen. Stephen Portnoy joining us with the latest on the search for... How easy is this going to be, Stephen? Before we go any farther there, Mark, remember what Caitlin's answer was. I'll tell you in a second after I give you the options. So for what are we searching here in this clip? Is it A, Joe Biden's banished dog? Is it B, the resolve to get anything done in Washington? Or is it C, a Speaker of the House? And Caitlin's answer was A, the dog. We did this question a week ago. And we are no closer to getting a Speaker of the House, apparently, than we were a week ago. And look, full disclosure, we're recording this a day ahead of time. There might be one by the time you download this tomorrow. Tomorrow for us. Today for you. But as it stands right now, there is not one. Just like there wasn't one a week ago. So I don't know if we're going to find that anytime soon. The resolve to get anything done, I don't think that will ever be found in Washington, D.C. So I'm going to go with Caitlin Riley, our esteemed special guest, our new official friend of the show, and I will say Joe Biden's dog. You know, one of the things about uh, this show I've noticed with our celeb guests is they're pretty good at this game, which is odd because they walk in having never played and are great. We played every week and are terrible. Uh, Very frustrating. So look, uh, Mark, y'all are both wrong. The thing with Joe Biden's dog, that dog is out. I don't know where it lives now, uh, but it's gone. Uh, the answer is actually is Speaker of the House. It is C. And, you know, I wrote that question 10 days ago. So, yeah, uh, we're still in the same boat as we were then. So that brings us to this week's cliffhanger question of the week, which is not politically motivated. So you're, you're welcome for that. We're going back to Chicago, actually. WBBM in Chicago and an unfortunate incident on the road. A North Suburban Animal Shelter's rescue van struck a this morning, and now a fundraiser is underway to either repair or replace the van. Rightway Rescue in Morton Grove sends its rescue vans to shelters in rural areas around the country to retrieve dogs and cats and bring them back for adoption. So what animal did the animal rescue van hit? Is it A, an alligator, B, a deer, or C, a coyote? For what it's worth, before we go any further, I only do political questions when politics are funny and stupid, which is almost all of the time. Uh, So on this one, Mark, of course, we will not answer it. This is an interesting set here. I'm in Michigan. Uh, This time of year, as we get closer to hunting season, deer become a big problem. They're on the move. They're in the rut. And people are shooting at them with bows and arrows and guns. So they're moving around. But coyotes are always a pain in the ass, and they show up when you least expect it. And then, A, you know, with alligator, Mark, you've done this before, and that was the answer. 
this has happened before, so I'm apprehensive about throwing the alligator out, even though it was my first instinct. Look, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The reason that I throw that in sometimes is because when I was in college, I, I did hit an alligator on a back road in Louisiana going <laughs> home from college to my home in the smaller town that I lived in. And it wrecked my car. It, it demolished the tire. It bent the rim. It took some doing to get that fixed. So I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder for hitting alligators. And sometimes it will be the right answer. Sometimes it will be the wrong answer. But I will likely always include it because it's in the back of my mind at all times. Mark, coming from personal experience. Well, I'll have to wait a week to find out. <laughs> I'll be on the edge of my seat until then. So we need you to come back next week and find out what animal that that van hit. And we also need you to come back because you enjoy our company. We're, we're delightful to be around, and we are, as we say, we believe Odyssey's favorite podcast. So come on back next week. But for now, special thanks to Brian Fisher, who else put the show together, and special thanks to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're here every single week with another episode of Name That News.